0: Welcome to Get In The Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get In The Herd.
1: to Get in the Herd, Get in the Herd, the award win podcast here at the Machine Foundation. I am excited, and I hope you are too. Today, we identified this as Testify Tuesday. Yes, yes, here at the Machine Foundation, where we are about saving families and healing Healing families and saving lives.
0: I was about to say, you almost got that backwards, (laughs) (laughs) Walter. Either way, that's what we do.
1: (laughs) Hey, man, what a mighty God we serve. Yes, I'm excited today. I'm excited today because every third Tuesday here at the Machine Foundation, they allow Breaking the Bond of Addiction Ministry to go live on Get in the Herd testifying Tuesday. And do we have a testimony today? Yes, we do. God is still in the miracle making business. If you were to look in the mirror right now, you should see a miracle. Yes, you are the miracle. Yes, here on testifying Tuesday. So I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, it was in the midst of this pandemic that we are still in the midst of. You know, when you look at what's happening in our community and around the world, a lot of agencies, a lot of facilities, or even a lot of church organizations, they shut down. But here at the Machine Foundation, they continue to run. They continue to run with their mission, their goal, their vision. And I'm excited to be about something that's working. And we was in conversation, you know, John, Honesty, and Jesse, and, and they wanted to continue to have the spiritual service that they always had. It has always been a spiritual service here at the Machine Foundation and Perspective. But they came to me and said, Walter, we want to do something a little different. So they, they asked me to bring in breaking the bondage of addiction ministry, and I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about Breaking the Bondage Addiction Ministry. I'm excited about my co host, Melvina G, Melvina Goodman. I just y'all later, let me tell you, Sister Machine Foundation allowed Breaking the Bondage Addiction Ministry to come in. Look, there's a scripture in the Bible. It said, Iron with iron. And I tell you, man, I need to be shopping. So I'm See. telling you, if you are the strongest person in your support group, you may want to change group or at least add somebody to it so here at breaking the bondage addiction ministry when they allowed me to bring this ministry I wouldn't got my co-host Melvina. this young lady this woman of God you talk about from a male perspective and also from a female perspective come on man God knew what he was doing because God is both male and female he created he them. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. So we try to put gender on God, whether he's male or female, but God operates in spirit, not only in spirit, but also in truth. And that's what I like about the machine foundation. They allow a spiritual ministry, non-denomination, to come into act. And that's what we do with breaking the bondage of addiction ministry. So I have my co-host over here to my side. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Then I'm gonna talk about breaking the bondage addiction ministry. And I also have our guest today, Ashley J. I'm gonna let her introduce herself, then I'm gonna come back and talk about breaking the bondage addiction ministry. Because this is Testify Tuesday. So so real brief. Well, let me not say that because I'm never brief. But <laughs> Melvina, can you just introduce yourself and then I go here? Then Ashley, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Then I come back here because this is what? Testify, Testify Tuesday. Tuesday. Take it away, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. This
2: is so exciting. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this journey um, Testify Tuesday and breaking the bondage of addiction ministry. It's such a wonderful experience to um, you know, to be a part of a ministry that is helping to change lives yes. right and helping families to overcome addiction yes. as their loved ones overcome addiction yes. and just to be able to um see how God is always in the process of recovering lives and yeah. repairing lives and restoring lives and so um I'm excited to be here today co-hosting <laughs> with Walter you know yeah. as we listen to this young lady, Ashley, tell yeah. the story of the um, her journey to recovery. So thanks, Walter.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. And real quick, um, I'm just let Ashley introduce herself before she unpack her story, because I tell you, man, you talk about when we're able to speak our testimony, when we're able to share our experience, our strength, and our hope, it helps other people to overcome. So I'm excited when she get to her story, But Ashley, just tell us just a little bit about you, and then I'm going to jump back over here. We will come back to you, so don't <laughs> give us all at one time. Just give us a little bit. Come on, come on, come on,
3: come um, on. Testify
1: Tuesday. <laughs> that, have, that happens every right now and then. Y'all be, y'all be ready for it.
3: My name is Ashley, and I've been a participant in Breaking the Boundaries of Addiction for a little over a year now. And um, I'm just really glad you guys have me on here today
1: now look I tell you look look look, y'all see
3: straight to the point I love participation like that
1: so listen you guys here at the machine foundation again you know uh we are about healing families and saving lives and I'm excited I'm excited about the great work you know uh John John S John Schenholzer. you know who uh God bless him we talking about the Moses (laughs) he is the Moses of breaking the bondage of addiction ministry let me tell you why I say that man because every recovery is about taking risks you know uh, and a lot of agency organization they don't do you know what the machine foundation are the first one to do they allow a spiritual perspective and the biblical perspective to to huddle up in the same house right they allow us to come here every Sunday from 9 30 to 11 when we are able to read one of the steps of the program in a 12 step program. So you belong to A. AA, just come on in. Because we practice all pathways of recovery here at the Machine Foundation. So knowing who John is and the risk take, Because that's what you got to do in recovery. You know, God will give you a new things. Eyes have not seen, know as ears, heard. The things that God has installed in the hearts of man that love god and i think john from loving on god allowing this ministry to come in towards we take the 12-step perspective and the biblical based perspective in one setting because there is a bible scripture for every step whether you knew or not the steps come out the bible mm-hmm. and this is a learning this is a teaching we're not so much engaged in those preaching moments but because here our focus point is on the new participant John always had a heart for the new participants and our focus point is on getting them some of this step work in their life. And also what does God say about this step work that we are practicing that we know come out of the Bible? Mm -hmm. Hey man, you ain't got to agree with me. I'm just excited that John's taking a risk and other organizations, other agencies, they are following along this Thursday. We had a faith based gathering here at the machine foundation. We had the Muslims, we had the rabbis we had those pentecostal guys we had the apostatic denomination we had the baptist look we all huddled up in one setting for five hours yes five out five is the number of grace and god gave us grace in this space and i tell you the people's soul was fed their minds were challenged, their way of teaching was expanded, and we had such a great time in that setting. But let me just tell you what Breaking the bondage of Addiction ministry is about, right? Here it is, and then I'm going to get to the young lady who's going to give her testimony, because I'm excited about what? Testify Tuesday! Amen. So here it is, Breaking the bondage of Addiction ministry, all right we are a non-denomination spiritual ministry where anyone may join us we know it was the drugs alcohol or other addictive behaviors that got us to this ministry but it is god as we understand him who lead us into a lifestyle of change how many of y'all know change ain't change until you change and if nothing changed nothing changed there you go come on I somebody know that case <laughs> if nothing changed nothing changed so i'm excited about breaking the bonds of addiction ministry once a person coming to this ministry yeah it was a drug and, and the alcohol that got us here but we know after god blessed me to be clean 26 years i still i still even on today deal with a lifestyle of change i am not the same person I was just even before the pandemic because we are ever growing, we are ever involving, we are ever changing in God. Now, here it is. I got two more pieces that we're going to get to our testimonial. Here it goes, right? Breaking the bonds of addiction, mission goal. This our goal. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meat. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the open of the prison to them that are bound come on man i'm not just talking about a physical prison a physical incarceration i'm also talking about your way of thinking come on god said let the mind of christ also be in you have a renewal of the mind how do we renew our mind in a 12-step organization they had 12 steps that will help you free you from you that's how we renew our mind. So I'm excited about the mission here at Breaking the Bondage of Addiction Ministry. And also our goal, this is our goal. Hey Melvin, you ready for the goal? I'm ready. All right, here go you go. It. This is our goal. Our goal is to enlighten, empower, and equip. We trying to get you prepared. Individuals with knowledge, understanding, and wisdom through the word of God concerning addictive behavior, what do God got to say about that crackhead? He love the crackhead too. Come on, man. He understand our addictive behavior, man. He love us in spite of us. Absolutely. Oh, I'm excited about a God who understand us when we don't understand ourselves. He take time with us. He have patience with us. He have tolerance with us. Come on, man. God do for us what we don't even do for ourselves. God love us more we love ourselves. he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten so come on man come on man i'm gonna leave that alone i'm gonna mm. go somewhere they, look, look, they might put me off the machine i get too loud but when i get that like, when i just think about the goodness of oh god and all he has done for us i got something to testify about. Mm. Woo! Thank you. Yes. All right, i'm gonna calm down i'm gonna calm down i'm gonna calm down <laughs> So late. It's too so late now. You
0: gonna- <laughs> <Woo! laughs> Walter, you're uh, you're putting my microphones through their paces these days, man.
1: <laughs> now you guys, y'all know that's the voice from above behind the scenes. <laughs> I, I enjoy that young man. I tell you, man, you talking about the, the 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 third co-host? God always gave him an on-time word to speak on this platform. So thank you for that, Jess. I'm a, I'm a con I'm a hold my meal. I'm a slow it Oh, you're good, man. I mean, Testify Tuesday,
0: do your thing. I mean, I, hey, you know, I got to replace microphones. Like, I got to replace microphones. That's how whoo, it is. That's
1: a blessing. That's a blessing. <laughs> Brand new technology. Let me burn it out. Come on. <laughs> okay, Testify Tuesday. So yes, you guys, we are excited about Testify Tuesday. Uh, And most important, again, uh, my co-host, I'm, I'm always excited about her. She's going to help lead the conversation. Um, here we have with uh, Ashley Jackson. And I, I tell you, man, I have watched her uh, become a member of Breaking the bondage of Addiction man. I remember when she first came into the Machine Foundation, man, and to see where she at now, to see how her life mm-hmm. has changed, has mm-hmm. developed. You know, it was just a few weeks ago, uh, we was walking in the hallway and she showed me a video. And I was excited. She said, I want to be able to share my story. And i, I like, well, if I get you on a Sunday morning from 9, 30, to 11, we already showed videos. And But I'm just so grateful. Uh, Nathan Mitchell, who normally be in this space, you know, God, I mean, he's the award winner, you know, of getting in the herd. Um, He gave me this space. And because he gave me this space on Testified Tuesday, I asked Ashley to come into this space. So I'm grateful for Nathan, you know, who made a way that she could come in this space and share her story. But before we get to her story, I want to show you this video. I want to show you this clipping uh, of the video of her. And, and and when you see this video, I tell you, man, then we're going to unpack the video. Um, she's going to talk about it a little bit. Um, more like, you know, Mel Vina probably take over and we'll see how it go. You I just make that up. I, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Testify Tuesday! <laughs> I, I, hate to, uh,
0: I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we don't
1: have the video. We didn't set up the video. We
0: were never able to set up the video so that the video is, is not going to happen, unfortunately.
1: Oh, wow. So, so
0: that- I'm sorry about that. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. I wish I could play it on my phone and put it up here so you guys can see it. But yes, but even um in this video, man, uh, it talks a lot about uh, the beginning, her beginning days. You know, we're talking about seven years ago when she made this video and it went live, I will say that it went, what do called call it? Viral, viral, what do you call mm-hmm. that? Okay, yeah, but uh, it caught my attention. It caught my attention. Now, I've been playing it and I talked to my co-host Melvina, you know, uh, on this setting, just my co-host, on another setting, the system passes. So <laughs> and let me stop, cause we don't get caught up in titles. We are talking about the work of the ministry, right? Mm-hmm. So on, on this setting, I, I, I love running things past Melvina. Cause i'm telling you man sometimes i get caught up in here and look but here it is i want to make sure you hear this too many people in your ear will make things unclear hmm. so once i run it past Melvina, i don't run it past a whole bunch of other people i trust the god is in her hmm. right so even after looking at that video you know us being here right us going through how we're gonna look at the video, how we're gonna expand, how we're gonna bring Ash into the conversation. I saw the video, Melvin saw the video, to live through the video. Mm-hmm. I wish I could view it with the people, but we don't have it right now. But I tell you, it was this one part in the video again, and then this video took place seven years ago, and this young lady is not in the place she was seven years ago, but in that place, one of the things I heard her say was one day. I would get to look and see how far i have come but in that video seven years ago ashley can you just unpack a little bit of what state were you in you know i know here at the machine foundation we deal with substance use disorder you know uh we deal with healing families, saving lives and even seven years ago for God to have you here at this appointed time. Can you talk about
3: what were you at seven years ago in your mindset? Um, So seven years ago, I was in the middle of my um, substance use disorder and I was finishing up a visit with um, my three kids and I had to watch them drive away with my mother. And um, I don't I mean, the only thing that I can think of now is that it was just my higher power God that just struck me. And I recorded this video because it was just something on my heart. And, like, one of the first things that came out of my mouth was that I hope that I'll be able to look at this later on and know that I survived something and that I got through it and that I overcame something. And um, I it popped up seven. So that was seven years ago, really before a lot of trouble and pain came my way. And, um, this about a month ago, it popped up on my Facebook now. And it was just crazy how it popped up because my life is so different today. And it just, it, it was another powerful reminder of like how things can change and how you can overcome things.
2: So, um, Ashley, thanks for being here. Mm -hmm. So, um, tell us a little bit about, um, your struggle, because you mentioned, um, you made the video after your mom drove off with your children. Right. So kind of tell us a little bit about like what, um, that felt like for you?
3: Um, So I have three boys. They are about to be 18, 17 and eight. And um, like, it's been a few years now. It's, it's honestly been about three or four years since I've seen them because they live with my mother permanently. But at that time, seven years ago, I was having visitation with them. And but because of my behaviors and because of my addiction, I was only allowed to have like visits, like at restaurants, or um, they they had to be in like public places because I just I wasn't I wasn't being a responsible adult, and I wasn't making good choices. And um, and thankfully now I can see that. And but in that moment it was just, I realized that, like, I wasn't, I wasn't being a good mom. I wasn't being able to be there for my kids. And it was really painful to just, like, have to watch my kids drive away and, like, not be able to be there with them and not be able to, like, um, do, like, mom things. And then the other part of it was I was so deep in my addiction that like, I honestly, I didn't want to. I I was choosing other things instead of being with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so it was, and, and that feeling was really crazy because it was like part of me wanted to be there with my kids, but I also knew that part of me just didn't have that urge to fight for it.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, and and thanks for for sharing that aspect. You know, um, even from uh, a male perspective, you know, there are times with the most honest, sure desire, you know, to do the right thing, you know, and and it's like with with our willpower alone, you know, when we are dealing with a disease of addiction. Now, Now, today, I probably could say, I'm dealing with the disease of addiction, but in that state, and I can imagine because we are more likely different, in that state I couldn't put a title, a name. What is a disease of addiction? You know, it's like I, I just want to get high. I want to smoke some crack. I want to shoot some dope. You know, now, now, now that I'm, I learned a little bit. I'm educated. Now I understand. I wanted to use. I understand the desire to use was stronger than the desire not to use. That's understanding the language, right, of the recovery community that help us to stay absent today. But in that state of being, you know, it wasn't about a a relationship with my kids. Like, look, I'm just trying to get, matter of fact, they ain't away.
3: Right,
1: right. You know, so so Ashley, I'm grateful you had that saving grace your mother somebody who was who was there you know uh at the age of one uh one of your children was at the age of 10 and the other was at the age of 11. Mm -hmm. you know uh to have someone to take in relationship you know uh that's a blessing I we we don't see it as a blessing because of our self-centeredness we don't see how God was doing for us when we wasn't able to do for ourselves testify Walter yes. I know you can testify to that <laughs> I was a mess and I am so glad somebody prayed for me yes yes but so how's your mother now uh uh Ashley because I, I want to speak on your mother but we're gonna get back because you said something else I'm gonna go back to but when you say oh mon duke how's mon duke now with the kids Ashley
3: so um again like I'm I am I'm so blessed because like so many people don't have the opportunity that like my kids aren't in the system. Like my kids fortunately they never had to see me in the state that I've been in multiple times. Um they my middle son he's been on the honor society since he was like in middle school. Oh, they play basketball. Like they have like they have a awesome life. And I mean, it's just one of those things that like I am, I'm at the time I didn't see it. Like when right, I was right. in my self-centeredness and right. in like my darkness or whatever, like I just, I just saw it as my mother was like punishing me. She was taking my kids away from me but today i can say like i'm so thankful that like my kids have a safe place to be and i'm so thankful for, for to my mother um we actually don't have a, like a speaking relationship mm-hmm. but i can't i'm i can't say anything about it because like if if it wasn't for her i don't know where my kids would be and i don't know where i would be today well that's wonderful you know um
2: when you when you were talking it you know just made me you know think about like you said hey i just selected i chose drugs mm-hmm. over my children and there are so many women um like you who may have fallen into that trap so i want you to talk a little bit about cuz i think in your video you said you chose drugs but that didn't mean you didn't love your children mm.
3: Right. So can you talk a little bit about that? So like, um, really at that point in time, and it wasn't even about the drugs so much, it was just like a feeling. Um, I've, I had been using or getting high or whatever since I was probably like nine or 10 in some way, shape or form. And now I've learned that it's because I felt uncomfortable. I never felt, in place anywhere. And so like, that was like my magic potion to like, feel comfortable to feel accepted. Um, and then of course, as I got older, the potion had to get stronger. And then as the potion got stronger, it drove me further and further away from my family and my life, um, that I had back then. And, um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't see past it. Like I couldn't see past just trying to make myself feel better. And it, they were, my kids, they did, they, they got in the way of me trying to capture that feeling mm-hmm. because it basically there was just like this hole inside of me and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to fill it. Like I couldn't, there was past traumas, like in my childhood, there'd been a lot of abuse throughout my life. And it was just, I couldn't get, I couldn't get past it.
2: Yeah. Thank you for saying all that. And so for people that are listening, um, you know, Ashley has identified quite a few different things that happen um, that contributes to addiction. And so, you know, you can come from the best of families, have the best support Um, But when things go wrong sometimes, you know, with children with, you know, physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, abandonment, hunger, there's so many things um, that can be very traumatic for children. And so even though, you know, you may have a supportive family, sometimes things are happening that the family is not even aware of. And sometimes they are aware. And, um, and oftentimes when they are aware, the parent may feel powerless to do anything to help. And so oftentimes, uh, you know, people who come into treatment, um, they come with a lot of baggage and they need to unpack some of that stuff Mm -hmm. in order to even begin to recover. So that's what I'm hearing you talk about just, you know, it's not that you didn't love your children. And it wasn't even an importance issue whether the drugs was more important. It was a coping skill. Yeah, exactly. Like there was such a big hole in your yeah. life that you wanted to be there, but you also wanted to use drugs. Yeah. And the and if you don't understand the disease of addiction, it is just cunning, baffling, and insidious. Yeah. It will try to win at all costs even um, in your greatest fight. If you don't have someone to help you fight and you don't have the necessary tools to fight, then it'll be hard to overcome. And so for, you know, mothers and fathers out there who have, you know, your children, you know, kind of became secondary, hopefully something in Ashley's story, you know, will help you to kind of come to terms with your own guilt and shame and just know that help is available in mcshin foundation is one of those places where you can receive some help
1: yeah yeah and uh, Ashley, and, and and thanks see uh, look i told you uh-huh. i got me a great co-host i mean she made me sound important so yeah thank you for that Melvina. but but Ashley, you had said something uh it was in a video uh and i i, I think i hear you say a little bit of now but i want to know can we go you know and, and unpack a little bit because you said that uh being willing being willing, not all the time we force, you know, but the disease will make us more willing, you know, to do anything, you know, to capture, you know, or to try to feel that feeling, you know. Uh, and I know some of the behaviors, you know, that my disease of addictions, when I try to get that next one, when I ain't had no money, you know, I'm talking about, you talking about stealing, you talking about prostituting, you know, you're talking about some of the things that I have done you know against my will you know against my will but 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 the thing about I like well testifying Tuesday because I'm not doing it today mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Glory! <laughs> I can talk about it today because I'm not doing it now if I was doing it today <laughs> I might have some shame and some guilt right because I'm still living it but because I could testify to the healing process now check this out right it's on a remove because if I pick up the drug or the alcohol it may lead me back you know so some of the things that you was out there doing actually can you talk about that because again for those who are seeking recovery here at the machine foundation we are about healing family and saving lives and if you identify with some of the behavior that you are practicing or a family member. identify with that loved one practice some of the behaviors please reach out to the machine foundation there always room for one more we'll find a bed we'll find a cot we'll bring you into place because we're about healing family and saving lives so ashley can you talk about some of those things that you was out there doing
3: um so basically i was it i did i came from like on the outside if you looked at it it was a perfect family like um on the outside everything was perfect um um on the inside it was crazy because like there was just a, just a lot of just emotional stuff and but in willing to do anything to capture a feeling like i basically just i kept diminishing myself mm-hmm. like um in regards of relationships, like, um, being in abusive relationships, mm. not like mm. just numbing myself to deal with getting beat or mm. just excusing crazy behaviors that today, like I wouldn't even tolerate because I know that I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, Putting my life at risk, mm. like mm. so many ways. Um just I I I it's just, it's crazy today because I just I look back at it and it's like, um, yeah, like I remember like my dad, he would call me and I couldn't even talk to my family because like it was just to the point where I I just didn't want to hear it anymore. Like I didn't want to hear like how bad things were or you need to do this or you need to do that. Um, so I pushed my family away because I didn't want to have to deal with the guilt and shame or have to hear what they had to say. Um, uh, just, it was so much. Like I said, like uh, just it was so much. Like I just, it's everything that was against what I am now. Like lying, stealing, cheating. I, I remember I stole from my grandmother mm. Um, my great grandmother who gave me the world, like I, it would be nothing for me to walk in her house and just take anything to get whatever I needed. Um, yeah, I was just, I was just such a different person. Like it was just, I had no compass whatsoever.
1: Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, uh, I, I'm glad you said that because I really want our listening audience, even if you go back and listen to it at another time, I really want you guys to hear, especially those who caught up in addiction today, we are more alike than different. You know, none of us is, none of us is unique, right? The only difference between me and you is that I'm telling my story and you, you're living your story. That's the only difference. You know, so I'm eyes. you may be living yours, but if God gets you to a place like the machine foundation, we're talking about healing family and saving lives. If God get you to a place like the machine foundation, that you too, and look, listen, if you out there and you you've been in a recovery atmosphere before, look, man, come back here. Let's get it back on track come on back up, come on in the room, come on. Okay, I'm going to stop saying, I don't know, man, Vinny, you ain't got it. Everybody (laughs) know I can't say, but I get excited when I think about Testify Tuesday. I I get excited, man, to have a place, you know, here at the Machine Foundation, you know, to watch Ashley, you know, uh, over a year ago, man, you know, she done come in and, and watch how, you know, she have done the work, you know, so let's talk about a little bit of the work you done. Come on, talk about because because I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I I know you, you you got the sponsor. You're doing the step work. Yeah. You, blah, blah, let, <laughs> let me shut up. I let you tell <laughs> it because I'm telling you, man. Look, they come in right because because God has blessed me. I remember when I went through a treatment program. Right, I went through a treatment program and I stayed clean for four to six days, Melvina. But the same night I got on the treatment, I got high. The therapist told me, you the right it, but it ain't your time. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the seeds that were sown. I'm grateful for the words. I'm grateful for the facilitators who ran the group. I'm grateful for the therapist because it reaped in its right season. So I'm glad I was there. I watched when she came in, man. You know what I mean? And I, I, I remember the many moments, the many times people were speaking to her life right i remember when she left i'm like oh lord she came back you know what i mean because one thing i want you guys to remember right a relapse right relapse happens in recovery and it's part of your experience everybody don't have to relapse but what you experience in that season that information don't go
3: anywhere so we kind of all joy but come on Asha, tell us some of the
1: work that you're doing today come on
3: um, so, yeah, I was totally somebody that came and went a bunch of times here at McShin. Thank God they let me come back. Um. I, I don't know what I would do without McShin for real. Like they've let me come back so many times. Like even in, just in this last year, I think I've been here four times, um, that, just, I don't know. But um oh, before I didn't I didn't want to do the work. Like I didn't want to hear what anybody had to say. Um I was chasing after my ex that I just knew it was like Romeo and Juliet or whatever. <laughs> and like everybody was wrong they were just didn't know what I didn't know what I knew and I just knew I had it. Um and, of course, as soon as I left, it took me about two days, and I relapsed. Um, then uh, I went through about three months of, like, a crazy run and things that I'd never, like, had happened before in my life. Like, I remember I had to sleep in, like, an abandoned house for, like, three weeks, um, and if anybody knows me, they know that that's not what I do. And, like, it's just my life went so down. But um, so this time, like, I came back on my own. It wasn't because the court suggested it. It wasn't because, like, I was trying to get out of trouble. It was just I literally – my disease and my life had just beat me to where I just – I couldn't stand up anymore. And – um. So I came here to Shen and I said, I'll, I'll do whatever. Like, whatever I need to do, I'll do it because I'm just – I'm tired. And I remember um, actually a couple people that work here, they – because my ex was – actually drove me up here because I tricked him into driving me up here so I could come get help. And a couple people that work here had to sneak me out of the back of the building so he wouldn't see me, and I – was able to go um, stay somewhere safe for a few days and come back here. And I just hit the ground running. Like I just knew that this time I needed to listen to what people told me. I needed to forget everything that I thought I knew. Um, I needed to talk to people. I needed to get a sponsor. I needed to open up my basic texts. I needed to um take notes when I would sit in groups, like and I started just doing the work. Like I started talking to a sponsor. Like when um I would go to a meeting, I I would always like put it into terms of like when I was using. So like if I wanted to get a fix or get off E, I wouldn't mind going up to somebody and getting a phone number. So if I wanted to get off E in my recovery, I needed to get a phone number from somebody who was recovering. And um, I did that, and then I found a sponsor. Um, started doing work with her. I started um helping out here at McShen, and I started just like getting outside of myself and stop being selfish and start being honest. I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. I um got on meds, like all the things that just everybody told me to do for like years. I finally <laughs> said, you know what, maybe I'll do it. And I mean, it's just, I, in my first like 20 days of being clean, I got a job. Um, I just so many great things. Like I came here with like one dress a phone and a phone charger and um i had mm-hmm. so many more things now <laughs> that like it's just crazy and um i remember like uh one day i had to go and move houses and i remember uh my roommate she bought me some storage totes like some rubbermaid totes and it was crazy because, like, I had never, for, like, the last, like, probably 10 years, I've never held my things in anything except, like, a trash bag. Wow. And it was, like, the most crazy feeling in the whole wide world that, like, I had totes to, like, hold my stuff in. Wow. And And um, I don't know. It's just stuff like that that's just been crazy amazing. That's yeah. just been awesome this time. But so I mean, it you know what it don't like don't knock me? the
0: uh the trash bag though. That's that's like <laughs> that's kind of the official suitcase of Absol- like the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bag. That's the force behind yeah. You. <laughs> like they issue they, the they issue you, like your the your your vape pen bag. and your trash bag, and and you're good to you're go. Good go. To
2: go. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ashley, as you as you were um as you were talking um you know, one, it kind of took me back to my own early recovery uh, when you said, I like what you said about, um, being on E and it's like, okay, so Mm -hmm. I decided I could ask for a phone number. Mm -hmm. Right. So just practicing the principles of, um, like Mm -hmm. I need help, but one of the things I'm listening to you and this is testify Tuesday and you are definitely testifying. Um, and so, um, I hear you, I hear the hand of God Mm. throughout, I I hear it and I see it Mm -hmm. throughout your story. You've not said it, but you have said it, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, yeah, so what role do you feel like um, God or a higher power has played in your recovery?
3: It's actually crazy that she say that because like... So I've always had like a crazy relationship with my higher power because like my family had like mixed religions when I was a kid. So it was like really conflicted and I never understood it. Like the one piece that I always understood as a kid was that like I knew how much I loved my kids. and, And like I said, shout out to my mom. But like I couldn't give up my kid for my mother, I don't even think. But to think that, like, God gave up Jesus for, like, Mm. everybody, like, people that are going to, like, talk about him, like, not respect him and all that other thing, like, that was something that always stayed in my mind about God. And so then that, like, gave me, like, a concept that I could, like, hold on to for, like, a little bit. Um, Then this time when I came back, I thought about, like, my life was really greasy before. And if I survived my life in that greasy mode or like doing all that crazy stuff, something out there was helping me survive. And it wasn't me at all because I wasn't, I was just doing crazy stuff. So I figured that if like something out there was helping me survive when I was doing wrong or in my using, then if I turn it around and I'm doing good, then there's absolutely something that's going to keep me going. And when I look back now at my life, like I see so many things, like so many things that have happened, so many people that have like passed away or the situations that they've passed away in. I know that it's literally only like the hand of God that I was not dead with them or just like moments that if I would have done anything different than something crazy different would have happened. So like today, I totally understand that like everything in my life happens for a reason. And like, I totally like jump on faith. And because I mean, A, that's all I got. And B, um, it's kind of nice knowing that I don't have to fix everything and that i can lean on somebody else who is caring and loves me that will help me in my life so that's where i've gotten to with my like higher power thank you for
0: that i I have to jump in and make a comment about the higher power situation because for i know for a lot of people in recovery it's very hard to to wrap your mind around a higher power Mm -hmm. um you know because when you when you initially think of a higher power you think of maybe a a being or you know uh like a god or something like that and that was one of the things that the first time i came around to the rooms it kind of turned me off Mm -hmm. uh, because i didn't want to jump into something that that and i hate to say this but it it sort of felt like a religious cult type situation and it was all because of the higher power situation and what i want to be very clear about is a higher power does not just necessarily refer to uh something that is is worshipped or something that's religious or something that is a being um one of my sponsorship brothers uh his higher power is the hope for change Mm
3: -hmm.
0: that's and and what that means is that every day he thinks about becoming a different person, becoming a better person. And that is what drives him. And that's what he looks to as his higher power. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of wanted to throw that out there for, you know, if there's anybody listening or anybody that hears this, that, you know, kind of has, has trouble with the higher power. Cause I know for me personally, that was something that I, that I struggled with for a long time. I've since found my higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me a while because I couldn't wrap my head around exactly what a higher power was so
2: that was, yeah, and that's what oh, i'm, sorry. I'm sorry. yeah so that's you know interesting that you say that because you know generally the guidelines for a higher power is that this power is loving caring and forgiving right so kind of like how you know and then you get to put the legs and the feet and the arms and you know which is the beauty i think of recovery is that um god is not necessarily defined for you. Now, in the rooms you will hear people talking about god in various different ways, but that's not the fe- that's that's the fellowship, that's not the right. program. Right. And right. so I think oftentimes people like what you're saying, you can't separate out that you we're saying this is a spiritual, not religious program, but you hear all these people talking about religion right, and it's right. pretty clear that they're talking about a religion. you you know, right, you kind of right. know the language. So it takes time to determine that this is an individual preference. My preference is Jesus Christ. or my preference is right a, right. a Buddha or Muhammad, whatever people that's an individual preference, but that's not what the program, the literature right. it doesn't promote that. So but I think it takes some. Time and just meeting different people, mm-hmm. and so, um, if this pathway to recovery doesn't work, you'll find another one, right? You know, right. so one thing doesn't work, what's well, not a one size fits all. So, um, that's
1: you And I, say I gotta
0: say, I love what Walter says good orderly direction.
1: That's mm-hmm. right, I was, I was ready to testify yeah. on good orderly direction, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna let Asha go ahead finish and I jump back in. Go ahead, Ash. I want to hear that you had to say, uh, thank you, sir.
3: So like on my higher power piece, like I was totally somebody that was like that too, because I, I, it just made me uncomfortable because like, I had such like a crazy history with religion, but so like, honest, and that's why, like I say higher power. Cause like, sometimes it's, I just, it's just how I get comfortable with it. But to me, it was honestly at first, just like a energy, like a force or something that just, I knew it wasn't me. And I just knew that I couldn't, like, it was, I didn't have to do it
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's what helped me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's Justice, uh, Ashley, you know, Melvina, you know, you all had said something that was very relative, to whatever community of people who engaged to your hearing. And I say that to say, at Breaking the Bondage of Addiction Ministry, um, it's identified as a non-denominational spiritual ministry. That's what it's identified as. But because of the religious I practice, when I'm facilitating the service, it has a tendency to feel empowered by that which is in me. Now, if another person were to come up and say a prayer, and which they do. I have heard people pray to Allah because that's the spirit that dwells within them. Mm -hmm. And in that place of a non-denomination and ministry, whatever your encounter, whatever your teaching, whatever your relationship, it is welcome. It is welcome because we must try the spirit by the spirit. Again, Mm -hmm. God is not male or female. God is spirit. So, whatever spiritual connection we could come together and we could agree that hope—we talking about the spirit of hope. That's what I like. That I also like the fact that even at breaking the bondage of addiction ministry and other twelve-step fellowships, right? We have atheists. We have agnostics. All of us fellowship together because, like you said, Justice, we just could keep it simple, good. Orderly direction If you don't want to take it from a spiritual perspective Let your PO tell you (laughs) Let the court Order you to come However you get to a place Where change takes place Because we know At breaking the bondage of addiction ministry It is the drugs Or the alcohol Or other addictive behavior That got us in that place But it's God as what We understand him so whatever your understanding may be you know that help us to deal with a lifestyle of change because what we want to do we want to change mm-hmm. and change ain't change until you change and if nothing change
3: nothing changes
1: Well, y'all almost caught on <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm uh i'm grateful i'm grateful for this time again that the machine foundation you know uh, john you know when god gave him the vision over uh, 17 years ago and, and here we are today you know at this set time we never thought Ashley you know when you play or you live that video experience seven years ago we never thought that 17 years later when you was looking for a change you know when you want to be at a platform you could tell your story we never knew we never knew that Nathan he was going to be uh, 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 uh Get in the was going to be an award-winning podcast. You know, and then Nathan Mitchell said, I'm going to take this to all, mm-hmm. So Breaking the Bodies of Addiction Ministry could set in so we could bring Ashley in as the host that this is something you encountered seven years ago. But God's plan was greater than that when he gave it to John Shinho over 17 years ago. And just because we in place because God want to use whoever is available. That's one of those spiritual principles. Availability, accountability, who's faithful, who's loyal, who's committed. That's what I like about that man behind the scene. Every now and then, you hear his voice, Justice. Like right he, now. <laughs> he has <have> shown <laughs> himself faithful to the ministry. And here we are today on Testifying Tuesday. So I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that was said. Uh, Sister Madden, you have any closing remarks?
2: Um. Well, you know, wow. Um. Hmm, this just been really. I feel encouraged listening listening to you. Um. Just tell us your process of kind of being in a place of just hopelessness and to see your life turn around. And so um, I can't wait <laughs> to see. Well, I know you shared with us earlier that um, you are current. You currently have a job. Um, mm-hmm. And so you said in your video, you don't know, what was it? One day I'll be able to look back and see how far I've come. And so for us to be able to sit here I mean, one, that you're sitting here with us, right? So that's like a major thing that you are sitting here on a podcast telling your story. And so I feel um, really blessed to have met you. Um, And so it doesn't really matter, you know, like how much clean time somebody has. You don't know who can help you in your recovery. Mm -hmm. And that's what we learned. Um, I've been here 31 years, but you have helped me. Um, you, have, you have helped me just, you know, your humbleness because you, 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 and and your candidness and the vulnerability and and the transparency that you have shared with us today. So you know, my hope and prayer for you is that you continue to look forward and that you continue to follow that internal God, that energy, the spirit of God, you know, within you. So that you could just stay on this path to recovery and anybody else out there as well. Like just um, keep hope alive because um, it doesn't really matter. Walter has a saying that what's in front of you will soon be behind you. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, sometimes it doesn't seem that way. But um we can probably all look in our lives and see the thing that was giving me the most pain. Like it's behind me now. I didn't know how it would get behind me, but somehow it is. And so whatever I've gone through, it is um, strength for the journey ahead that I have some stepping stones that tells me that if I got through that, then I have some skills to get through the next thing. And that um, hopefully what I go through is going to definitely help me and there'll be people who will hear my story and will be able to um, just have strength for one more moment. So thank you. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you for those closing remarks. What about yourself? Actually, you have any closing remarks you want
3: to make? Um, thank you for having me. And um, actually a good thing is today I have four months clean. So. <gasps> woo! Yeah. woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm excited about that
1: yes yes and i'm excited too you know uh and to have watched you again uh over the year you know they're breaking the bonds of addiction ministry we just celebrate our first year in existence three weeks ago mm-hmm. you know uh and i remember when the ministry got started i remember ashley i remember her coming through uh i remember not seeing her for a while i remember her coming back and you know, uh, and I just watched the miracle unfold. Mm-hmm. But when that video came up and to hear where she was at seven years ago, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I heard suicidal thoughts. You know, uh, not wanting to be here. Was grateful. Her kids was in a safe place. You know, um I was grateful to hear that in spite of her action, she loved her kids in her heart and making that decision and was grateful. You know the family members stepped in and kept the kids out the system you know um and just watching the healing you know that's taking place in her life and i just believe you know when you have the whole barrel of apples and you take the one rotten apple out right you take the one up every apple that was in the barrel has got affected, you know so it takes time you know um so once we start dealing with the rotten apple and watch how this apple look how fruitful she become and her spirit multiplied and when she made that connection back with the family how the healing begin you know so i'm excited ashton i'm excited to see uh as you continue to matriculate on your road to recovery mm-hmm. i am excited for the machine foundation you know uh when people want to come back and get it back on track you know it's like it's like the door swing both ways you know you you, you come in you leave they don't turn their head down they don't say no they always find rooms for one more you know So there's anybody anybody out there who's listening in who who want to help sponsor the machine want to help sponsor participants you know to come here at the machine foundation where they're about healing founding, and saving lives you know uh we have some some information out there on the podcast and at the same time our sister Venus, she going to give us some announcements you know that's happening here throughout the week upcoming weeks and and every day is a blessed day here at get in the herd with nathan mitchell thank you nathan <laughs> <And> <laughs>
4: Tuesday. Okay. all right
2: so um as always there's so many exciting things happening at the McShin foundation and so this evening if you're interested um there is um after hours tuesday that is this evening at six o'clock right here at the mitchin foundation yes that's gonna um, be a good show and so um it's a special conversation with a new york times best-selling author anna david and social worker and author jd graham so you definitely want to stop by for that and then tomorrow nathan again um (laughs) yeah the mcshin recovery coach Oh, McShin Recovery Coach and Coachy e Day. Mm-hmm. So, join us for McShin Participant Check-in with with their Recovery Coach, and that's at two o'clock tomorrow. Then on Friday, November the nineteenth, at nine thirty a.m. And all of these are Eastern Standard Time. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Nathan and Justin. I think Justin is the voice that you've been hearing yeah, in I, I, in the background. It is. <laughs> <laughs> So they have a filmmaker, Greg Williams, and um, for the award-winning film, *The Anonymous People*. So, and Nathan will tell us a little bit more about that in a few minutes. And so that is the stay in the herd stuff. And then one more thing: on Tuesday, November the thirtieth, at seven thirty p.m um our we have a rep here abigail Spamberger for the um virginia 7 district she will be here um to talk about the various things you know in our community so hopefully you can join us for getting the herd and all these different events that are going on thank you and
1: now we turn it over to nathan nathan come on in nathan do what you do and close us out in your own way and again nathan i want to thank you uh (laughs) before you close us out in your own way from allowing breaking the bondage of addiction ministry to come in every third tuesday we call it a testifying Tuesday. i'm excited to see who the next participant or community member will be here on the 3rd, Tuesday, in December to testify about the goodness of recovery. And remember, you guys, whatever's in front of you will soon be behind you Mm -hmm. if you just don't use. Go ahead, Nathan. Wow.
5: (laughs) Wow. You know, I, I really... I want you to be my hype man. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not used to not being in front of the camera, but y'all can't see me. I'm just in sweats. My hair's all ratty. You know? <laughs> my teeth are out. <laughs> what a beautiful show, Ashley. Thank you so much for, for coming and sharing your story, testifying today. And Melvina, I love having you in the building. You you just add a, um, oh, you add you. class. <laughs> you do, gravitas and class to to this, this, this space. And I, I I'm so grateful that you've become such an integral part of not only the spiritual service, but the, the rest of the way things go here at the Chin. I uh, just want to thank you for putting those announcements out. I want to I spotlight again Friday at 9.30 a.m. I know it's a weird time. It's a weird time for me. i got to get my coffee up, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> this is a special show because we have award-winning, film, award-winning filmmaker Greg Williams here. Um, he is the filmmaker of The Anonymous People, F- heavily featuring John Schinholzer.
4: <laughs>
5: um, he is here to talk about his new feature documentary film coming out called "Tipping the Pain Scale," and that's going to be coming out in a few weeks. Uh, we've got a sneak preview here at the McShin Foundation. Well, let me rephrase: we got a sneak preview coming to Henrico County. We're going to have it at the Henrico Theater at five thirty on Monday, November twenty second. If you want any information about that, it's free. How much do you think it costs?
4: Free.
5: How much do you think it costs? Free. It's free. free. <laughs> free. So, <laughs> we're going to have, um, a, a, this is by the way, this is underwritten by the Virginia association of recovery residences who has uh, great graciously and generously provided funding for this event. We're going to have some food. We're going to have some snacks. We're going to have the movie. You can um, follow along uh, online. Follow us on Facebook. I'm going to be posting stuff all week. Um, the movie is a it's a true story. It's about a bunch of different individuals and how they've overcome um, addiction problems and gotten into the solution. And a lot of this takes place right during the pandemic. So this is raw. This is real. And this is pretty freaking amazing. So I, I'm excited. I got to see this. And when I was in Vegas, you know, hanging out with uh, Macklemore and stuff. That's um, <laughs> so I'm in. You know, and so, so, uh, we're also going to have on that Monday, right here in the studio on the 22nd at 2 p.m., we're gonna have another special Get in the Herd podcast with Joseph Green. He's a spoken word artist who uh opened for McLemore in Vegas. Um, he's out of Springfield, Virginia. He's going to be here in the studio to talk, share some wisdom. He's also heavily featured in the movie, and then he joshua de la rosa who is a boston cop who did some amazing work out there he's going to be down here from boston and then greg williams they're going to have a panel to talk about the movie so if you have any interest in the movie um hit us up you know here in the comments i'll get back to you there i can tell you how to get that free ticket thank you very much y'all are amazing i love <laughs> testify oh, tuesday, tuesday. <laughs>
0: thank bye you bye. okay
1: bye, okay, bye. <laughs> It's
4: going to take us out in own way. I thought we were. <laughs> I thought was. Hi, everyone. I'm Honesty Liller. I am the CEO of the McShen Foundation and a woman in long-term recovery since May 27, 2007. I have not used drugs or alcohol. woo Thank you so, so much to the Richmond Times Dispatch and all of our voters for Get in the Herd podcast. Those podcasts are amazing. Not only has it helped thousands upon thousands of people in their recovery, as well as family members, but it has helped me in my personal recovery. I get to listen to them now in my car, through Spotify and iHeartRadio. And it's just really, really important for us to be innovative in the addiction field and the recovery community. So when COVID hit, we had to be innovative. You know, We really had to think of like, what can we do to reach people that cannot go to 12-step meetings? smart recovery, faith-based, whatever, um, that we're shutting down constantly. So we were innovative here at McShann. Let's start podcast. So with Todd, John, Alex, um, and some other staff, you know, we all just kind of jumped in who can do what. And um, with Todd's lead and John's lead, The podcasts have been amazing and we're still doing them today. So I want to thank you for all of your votes and all of your energy and all of your support of our mission of healing families and saving lives. Thanks.